it was serious because we started talking about getting married. It was serious because we started doing ministry together. It was serious because uh, we had imagined what life would be like together for the rest of life. It was serious because we celebrated holidays with my family. Ooh, that's a big one. The bringing home to family thing. Mm. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. And I'm Candice. And this is Dateology, a voice for Christian metropolitan dating, where we collect honest Honest stories stories. (laughs) for liberating Liberating wisdom, wisdom, for companionship, and discovery. And here we are, this episode, all about serious relationships. Serious ones. Ooh, how interesting. What? I mean, just like, uh, I feel like a lot of our show so far has been maybe more coming from this the single perspective oh, like, like dating pursuit, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you know kind of early phases of yeah. relating attraction but there's definitely like a massive part of dating that is like when it, it gets serious mm. you're dating somebody and it's serious yeah right and the committed official phases yeah yes 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 yes, yes. and uh Man, I I feel like there's there's maybe like two immediate things that come to mind of like um, what's what makes the serious part the challenging part. Yeah, what comes to mind? One is uh, one is noncommittalness, right? In a partner, mm. like where you want it to be serious, but they don't want it to be serious. Sure. The second is hypercommittedness. Of a partner like serious too fast yeah okay where it's just like oh we've gone on uh you know four dates like are we ready to get what do you think about uh like how many kids you'd want to have oh you know those sorts of oh, questions okay. right um once <laughs> uh-huh. on a second date on a second date yeah. tell me more oh this is a funny story <laughs> um this guy took me to the ritz carlton half moon bay which is beautiful maybe that's cool maybe it's a third date second or third and so we had this like really fancy, nice meal. It sounds meal. very fancy. It was so fancy. The Our dessert had gold flakes in it. Gold um, flakes? Yeah, it was a cobbler with gold flakes. Edible um, gold flakes. How, how did the gold taste? I don't remember. The gold I usually eat, it's a little bitter. <laughs> but then we were like outside afterwards, like by a fire uh-huh. and it was like nighttime. And he like kind of held me from behind and made this comment of... How badly do you want to be holding a baby right now? Oh <laughs> my goodness. I'm serious. What true story. in the world? And I didn't run. <laughs> <laughs> that that says something about him and you, actually. Yeah. And I, oh, I get it. You know, there's like a... I think there's probably different types of people in the world who some are going to be like, yeah, I'm excited to get serious with somebody and because I want to get married and settle down and have family and, you know, make decisions, have a partner, all that sort of well, stuff. Well, that differential right? that you said, I think is so true in, in Christian culture. There's a lot of the hyper commitment that I've seen. And you yeah. might hear stories of like people who get married after like six months or something, yeah. like three months of dating. Like that's, I hear that. Especially amongst older people, like a pretty crazy number of like people 70 and older 70? that i've met before and like talked to they're oh, just I like oh know. we yeah we, we got married uh 
we got married like two months into dating. <laughs> it's just oh, like crazy no, wait, stuff. Because they're 70 now, not 70 year olds getting married. Oh, exactly. Okay. Because they're 70 <laughs> now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that honestly, the story I just told you mm-hmm. for both me and this guy who is actually a phenomenal man um, and is married now to someone else. Uh, uh-huh. But we were both like ripe for the picking. Yeah, like he was yeah. really ready to get married. Uh-huh. I was working in like with children at the time doing like mental health stuff. And I was like really aware of like kids yeah. and wanting them. Yeah, yeah. And so our relationship did have that like very hyper committal soon. Interesting. I would yeah, actually yeah. in hindsight say that wasn't a very serious relationship. Okay. But okay. it had serious tones very Because early on. both of you were, you're predisposed to seriousness. You know, mm. it, and so this is interesting because like there's certain things that like people bring to the table before they ever ever even meet a person sometimes where it's just like oh man I, i'm excited to to be a mom be a dad i'm excited to like settle down with somebody uh oh i feel like my career's in a good place like i'm ready sure. you know what like all of these factors what yeah. other factors do you think are there like oh i think like financially stable yeah. um feeling ready a desire for like having sex yeah yeah, yeah. especially as you get older i think becomes like more prominent totally um yeah maybe to be some, a missionary and live overseas yeah it, i hear in that something some sort of like kind of self-possession of like uh, i, I kind of know what i'm here for mm. you know i know my purpose and I, you want a partner for that yeah exactly adventure buddy exactly the adventure buddy yeah. <laughs> right i need to settle down with my adventure buddy right <laughs> and i think that predisposes certain people to like you know, get, get serious quicker. Mm. You know, I think, um, that's another thing, maybe age too. Like sometimes people, uh, who are a little bit older are more like, uh, maybe not so much like, you know, I want to talk about marriage like right away, but at least like more open to like nailing down the serious conversation pieces a little bit more quickly and directly. Yeah. Right? Well, there are these different types of dating where one, <laughs> is that your Siri? Yeah, Siri just tried to talk to me. <laughs> she has an opinion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> where some people are just in exploration, kind of, I want to have fun, free spirited phase, which is like kind of the non-committal part, or the like intentionality of, I want to get married. I want to find my person. Yeah. I was actually talking to a friend earlier today um, who is married now and only had serious relationships. Uh-huh. And because he said, I only want to get to know someone if I can actually imagine them as my wife. And yeah. so there's like a high set of criteria and he mm-hmm. wouldn't, his, he met his wife when he was 35 and yeah. he was just waiting for the yeah. right person. Right, right, right. You know, and the, I feel like maybe that might tend to be the case uh, often in Christian communities is like the kind of casual dating just for fun mm. thing is often less uh, it's it's all contextualized in like oh but the goal is really marriage right you know for for a lot of people um and i don't want to like linger on that too long because i feel like we've already talked about some of that but uh but you know let's imagine two people Mm -hmm. in a serious relationship yes right they've been dating there's a time component to this, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Like how? Uh, I think like around six months is getting serious. If you're going past serious, the six month mark, that feels serious. Yeah. Yeah. 
there's yeah there's a little hurdle around six months Mm -hmm. it's just like just the invisible like monument of we've been together half a year yeah and usually i feel like around six months is when people say like i love you or have said it already like that seems to be Mm. in your history what about how much into a relationship was the i love you exchanged that's so funny like uh uh let's see i've i've dated some people for six months who and then the relationship ended there was never an i love you exchange you know i've dated some people for hmm i'm trying to remember a time frame for i love you i love yous uh let's see one person i dated for a little over a year i think it was probably within probably five months four or five months okay something like that mm-hmm. and then um and then one uh this is really funny but like we we ended up being together for about a year and a half right so it got really very serious um and the I love you happened just I kind of blurted it out like mm. um, when like she came to to where I was living at the time and yeah. I like answered the door and I give her a hug and I'm just like I love you oh my gosh ah! what did I just say and then I just kind of like laughed it out like well I guess that's there <laughs> and um, remarkable sweet innocent whatever i'm not sweating it but that's funny um, it it was a uh, yeah but i i think like the i love you piece like that that's signaling that turns something, up the fire right? it, it turns up like yeah yeah because i'd say you know that's a that's a marker right mm-hmm. it's a signal of like deeper affection yeah. connection yeah commitment yes yeah how about for you like uh i love you <sighs> okay so as you're talking i have it i mean there's, I think, an embarrassing parts of my history where, like, mm-hmm. and I was sharing this with you earlier. Well, we collect honest stories. I know. Which fundamentally I know. Means I, so embarrassing I've been stories. the type of person in life that, like, has done things the messy way. Uh, like, sure. I've learned a lot of lessons, which I think yeah, is an yeah. asset to, like, my therapy and just other ministry contexts where, like, yes. oh, I've been there. Like, yeah. I, I can really you empathize. You know what it's like, yes. Um, and then there's some embarrassment to that. Yeah. So yeah. I think the two most serious relationships in my life that I feel like were, like, good, paced, serious. Um, one, within six months, we said, I love you. Uh-huh. And the other one, um, I said, I love you after, I don't know, maybe six or seven months. Okay. Um, it was never returned. Mm. Um, but then in, in more embarrassing times of my life, yeah. I've said, and in hindsight, really, we were not in love. Yeah. Um, but I've exchanged I love yous with people within the first, like, two three months with like that hyper eagerness of like we're gonna get married um uh, yeah, which like yeah. disintegrated shortly after because yeah. i think we were just excited it was Bert. more the like i really yes. like you and it got really confused for like i want to get married i want to find my spouse i hope you're it like let's do it and it burned hot and fast and then yeah. burned out yeah yeah Ooh. wow no, no no yeah that's how that can go sometimes shoot and there is a different like different feeling honestly between those impulsive I, I mean i didn't say it first with those ones but like those exchanges felt much more impulsive where the other two people was like grounded and like no i'm committed i love you like this feels like a deeper authentic mm-hmm. expression and experience. yeah yeah, yeah. 
Sometimes there's an I love you that feels like an expression of feeling and other times one of commitment, which you've said mm, before too. Yeah. Like uh, it's, and I, I think maybe as we're talking about serious relationships, the I love you, that's an, that's an expression of commitment right. is maybe more the one the one we're talking about. Well, you know? I actually think this is part of what we're talking about both because part of mm. the problem that we are outlining is the hyper like trigger happy. And so I think those relationships, like people want them to be serious, but like that's the, like where the immaturity and some of the, I mean, I think it's, there's such a line because I have friends who like did that and got married like three months later and they're still together and have kids and they're happy. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think there's dude, it feels like a mystery when it comes Mm -hmm. down to like time frame for people. Sure. People are just kind of like, do their own thing and it's just like is it working well god bless you you know like and and you know i've never uh i mean as you can tell by me talking about this as an unmarried man like i've never dated somebody and like had plans to get married to them within like a few months right so sure um huh yeah so marriage the marriage question yes is maybe like the biggest thing to make it like are we serious it's like this is very serious like this we're serious we're talking about a life together we're talking about making a lifelong commitment to one another yeah yeah oh i i've talked marriage with uh multiple girlfriends before Mm -hmm. and you're uh, much more experienced than i thought i mean through doing the show with you i just do I do I look like some sort of dweeb, Candace? No, no, no. Out. I just, <laughs> I you know, we weren't in each other's life for a big yeah, chunk yeah. of time, so I just didn't know, you know, high school to you know, thirties, what happened. So yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's nice getting these stories. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, yeah. So let's see. Um, I've, I'd say I've probably had, um, like three really. Um, really serious relationships mm. and a, a fourth, maybe three and a half, you know, <laughs> That's um, funny. actually the, uh, that half one is, is actually similarly like a, a burn hot fast. Oh yeah. Burn out I think that thing. happens. I don't know. I just think that's just like yeah. the learning experience that happens to people sometimes. Yeah. I learned from it. Yeah. It was kind of dumb. Uh, so but whatever. So I've had, so my, I think maybe most, ex, uh, significant relationship in my life, I was engaged and oh, wow. uh, yeah. I lived with someone for a while when I was uh. like not walking in my faith. Yeah. And so there's a lot of difference between that relationship and any other relationship. Cause I think oh, as, gosh, I bet. as you become more serious, things like your finances kind of become involved. If you're taking yeah. trips together, sharing food together, like right. just more life is being crossed over. It's like a kind of like two sides of a zipper, like slowly zipping up, you know, like that's two people, like life is coming together. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And I think all those factors play into it. Exactly what you're talking about. Trips together, money, family yeah. i feel like trips make things like pretty it's actually a very intimate thing to go on yes. a trip with somebody. extremely well, intimate. yeah you're like seeing each other's daily routines yeah 
a lot of stress usually comes up in like travel. Right. People get cranky. The yeah. Food choices, money choices, how to spend their time, expectations, communication. You know, that's something I've never done before is like go on a solo trip just with like a girlfriend or something mm. like that. That actually feels like a boundary for me. Like I feel like you like don't want of, to do that. Yeah. It seems like too intimate, you know, like that's if we're like traveling to go like go to her family's place or my family's place sure. and we're going to like be around other people or something, but like the getaway, just the two of us thing that feels like, yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know how wise it is in hindsight of like relationships, but I mean, we have a good friend couple that went on like an international trip recently. And it's funny cause they were saying that, um, like that was really important, like before marriage to have those like tense experiences and, and the things that came huh? out because like it exposes a lot about a person. Oh, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, that actually makes a lot of sense. It actually sounds very vulnerable and because of that very intimate. Right. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I, one of the serious relationships I was in ended after a trip huh, and yeah. I think that was actually really hard and maybe why I would say not the wisest thing mm-hmm. to go on a trip because there's so much intimacy and vulnerability and like, uh, bonding that happens. And so, hmm. I don't know. Ending afterwards is like, oh, I don't know if that was worth it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I, I don't know. For me, it doesn't feel wise. You know, it doesn't feel like a wise choice. Yeah. Uh, there's a church in San Francisco called Citizens and they did a, a sermon on dating not that long ago, maybe huh. a few months. And the pastor CJ had basically said like, that he does not advise like do not go on a solo trip with someone if you're just dating them yeah that sits right with me Mm. you know like i feel like that that sounds like good clear wisdom you know well i think what happens also in that is like the do we share a room that's it because there's a sex piece to it yes 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 and And even that's the thing that's like oh man i feel like that's playing with fire yes and i i have friends who share rooms and like still don't have sex but i think that there is like some fire component yeah i have not shared rooms with people but still you're alone so you kind of linger in someone's room for a while oh yeah there's a lot more proximity like as like a relationship's very serious right like it's just like oh man we're falling in love with each other yes you well, want to be more yeah. connected and yeah. on all levels. Yes. Hmm. Huh. Uh, let's talk about sex and serious relationships. Let's talk about sex. Okay. So obviously like um, there's many things that could make a relationship feel, feel very serious. Mm-hmm. Time, talking about marriage, like how we discussed. Mm-hmm. Uh, sex is one of them, right? Mm-hmm. And we're, when people start having sexual experiences with one, with one another, it's something you described to me before is like the flooding of oxytocin in the body, mm-hmm. right? Like with an orgasm, right? Like it, yeah. it prompts us and oxytocin being the hormone that attaches us to people. Yeah, the glue hormone. Yeah. And I find it so interesting that like, uh, you know, like, it, it is a thing that will make the relationship more serious. Mm. Sex yeah. will make a relationship I mean, more yeah. serious. Yeah. I mean, it makes more so attached, much sense. Absolutely. Right? Being naked with someone and having Seriously. those like physical experiences. Yeah. And I think the responsibility too of like, 
that's when couples like have pregnancy scares together and oh, you know, yeah, they're just like a whole nother layer. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. And, um, I think that, um, you know, like that has, uh, that has been a clouding thing for me, physical intimacy. Mm. Oh, of course. And it makes me think, you know, of like, you know, going whatever, however far with like an ex-girlfriend before, yeah. like it, it made me think that the relationship was at a level that it wasn't actually at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like Absolutely. Thinking it was more serious. And, and that's just because like I'm doing this stuff where like body wise, like, I'm releasing glue hormone, you know, whatever, right? right? Like, which like, we've said this before on the show. It's brilliant for the Lord to like create that yes. if people are married and then this hormone like solidifies it, it makes you like want to be monogamous with your partner and yes. feel like close and connected, mm-hmm. but you like let that off too early. And now you're like trying to see if you want to be with someone, but also gluing to them at the same time. Like I'm still oh, trying to figure gosh. out if I want to be with you forever, but let's just super glue like this part. <laughs> oh goodness. Well, we're figuring it out. Let's super uh, glue this. And yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a recipe for here. heartbreak, right? Yeah. Like, um, if it, if it doesn't pan out, right? Like it's a recipe for heartbreak. You yes. know what a friend brought up to me today that I thought was very interesting. Um, the same friend who's only been in like serious relationships and then got married to his wife. Mm-hmm. He was saying how he's very aware of power differences um, huh. in relationships, just in general relationships and how in dating there's that men have the upper hand often with like the mm. power differential and how with sex, the man will always be in a power position because the woman will always have more to lose. Yeah, because in terms of pregnancy. Yes. And, yes. and I think even some of the like connection mm. and attachment that women have more uniquely with sexuality. Interesting. Um, the vulnerability yes. of like the receiving into their bodies. Yes. Um, and so I thought that he was like, it's not responsible. He said for the person with the most powers, they're always the one that holds the more responsibility. And so. That's Peter Parker stuff. That's, yeah, that's yeah, Spider-Man. Yes. With great power comes great responsibility. Yes. So it is the man's responsibility to like make sure that they're not putting a woman, like if I'm not saying I'm committed to you and we're going to like be together for life, mm. then to put a woman in that position wow, yeah. is actually irresponsible. Interesting. I it's, really it's like that. It's not sensitive really to the wise. vulnerability and the power differential. Right. Um, wow. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense to me. It's not, it doesn't create freedom between mm-hmm. people, right? Um, it, it puts some fear into mm-hmm. to the mixture, right? Um, huh, yeah, so definitely like sex is like definitely one of those things that makes a relationship more serious mm-hmm. and can be a false flag for it, mm-hmm. right? Like a false signal um, uh, because, you know, like it, it it's a choice that... Uh, it's not necessarily connected to commitment. Right. Right. Sometimes it is, but it's not necessarily. Right. And right. in particular, when the commitment isn't like, like, dude, this is happening right. for life, you right. know, covenantally bonding marriage stuff. Right. Like it, it's just playing with fire. Mm-hmm. Like, um, not only do I think, uh, you know, not only do I think it, it doesn't honor the Lord, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but I think it's also just uh, part of part of what sin is. Is like 
it's like stuff that ends up that pans out poorly for people mm. right sin pans out poorly for people I like that right like yeah. because um, god is a good father yeah and he tells us like he instructs us for what is better for us to thrive exactly yeah yeah this like i think what flags for me as we're talking about this is uh-huh. to speak to the person in a serious relationship who might not be ready to commit or to do all the things that they're like saying, I love you talking about marriage, yeah. having physical intimacy. Like mm-hmm. I think there are those relationships where it seems like it's going one way, but one person might not actually be all there. Yeah. And then what that does to the other person like, Oh yeah, I did all of these things and it didn't work. Sorry. Which there's a level of that, like we do take risks mm. in relationships, so of yes. course, like it might not work and there's mm-hmm. sadness that comes with breakups, but I think there's also like a lack of responsibility if you're like, oh, I'm not sure, but I feel like I should say I love you or I feel like uh, yeah, we yeah, should yeah. talk about marriage and not being aware of like what that is doing oh, and communicating. So I hear that in that sometimes there's this like part of, part of us that feels like oh, my partner is very serious about mm-hmm. this relationship. I should get on the same page and reciprocate that. Right. So that's the thing that's making the decision rather than like checking in with themselves and right. and and just being like, oh, how how into this am I truly? How committed am right. I really to this? And I, the service to anybody we date is to live in honesty with that. Right. Right. And not like pretend it's more serious than it actually is. Right. right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a tough one. It is a tough one because on one hand, like, you know, we want to, I I can get in that mindset, right? Like that's not something I've personally ever done is mm-hmm. uh, what you just described there where I'm like, uh, you know, saying it's more serious without actually believing it. Like, yeah. You know, uh, um, but I do think like I can get in that mindset, right? Mm. And it seems like that person, so maybe maybe some desire to people please or to like mm. uh, maybe some fear of losing the person so they feel like they have to keep right. up pace in order to keep things together. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess the hope would be then that people are honest and that they're living in the tension of like, I care about you. You feel this way. This is where I'm at. Mm -hmm. And being able to risk the relationship out of respect for the person, like maybe not on the same page doesn't work or how comfortable do you feel living in these separate places? And like, you know, Emily talked about that in her episode yeah the like the back and forth that happens that's natural where one person yeah, might be more serious natural, right? and like so that's okay it is but I, I think yeah the sensitivity to what are my motives am i doing this because it feels right or am i doing it because yeah i'm like trying to be a peacemaker or a people pleaser this is man like uh, on this topic of like that is like you know people move at different paces right mm-hmm. and have you ever like hiked with a big group of people? Sure, yeah. It it just naturally happens that the group eventually splits into multiple, mm. multiple like mm-hmm. subgroups. Sure, right. And that's all according to pace. Sure, right. And the slowest people need to like hang out with the slowest people, uh, 
or the medium speed people go with the medium speed people and the fast people go with the fast people, <laughs> right? Now, there's another way to approach that. Uh, and this tends to be the case if like you're with a smaller group of people hiking, which is like uh, you only go as fast as the slowest person. Yeah. Right? So if you're with three people, you're not going to leave the slowest person behind. Right. Right? Uh, you go as fast as the slowest person. Similarly, I think uh, with a relationship, that is growing in seriousness. Yeah. We can only go as fast as this slowest person. Yeah. I, I agree with that mm-hmm. completely. And the personal experience that's like getting really sparked up in my mind is, so I was in a relationship with a person. I was like definitely more sure than they were. Um, so we we're constantly having this back and forth of like them not being sure. Mm-hmm. But what what didn't match the like honoring going as fast as the slowest person is that when we weren't having those conversations, he acted like he was very serious and would talk about uh, kids, would talk about a life together, would be physical. And wow. so I would think like, Oh, we're on the same page. Like, okay, we, we obviously uh, got over that yeah. hurdle. We're, yeah. we're on the same page now. And then would go back to like, Ooh, I'm still here. And that wasn't honoring because it seemed like, well, your actions and your words are not right. congruent. Right. And so that, that it messed me up too, because maybe I'm the slowest person and like you're matching or he's the slowest person, but he's like running ahead. And I feel like, Oh, we're in the same oh, yeah, pace. Yeah, but he's right. like exhausted oh, rather gosh, than like yes. him pacing himself. And if he would have instead held those boundaries and not talked about marriage and made like, reflected where he was at i think our relationship could have fared better or i would have been hurt less in the end yeah 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 yeah. Um, it's like that that sounds like a hard situation full throttle stop oh gosh ah, whiplash Ugh. i feel like the remedy for that is being in high communication around commitment Mm. like the where are we at you know like like let's just be honest like yeah. where, where are we sure like in in terms of where this relationship is where yeah. it's going you know like sure. how committed are we right yeah and i think what was hard about that relationship is when i would try to communicate that person wasn't always very kind and it was like oh you're always trying to talk about the relationship like well we that's part of this yeah we kind of need to Anyways, learning experiences. Yes, yes, yes. Make us wiser. Uh, yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I, I think there's, um, yeah. It's there's interesting because either serious relationships turn to marriage and they're like good. Yeah. Like that was, you know, like a good choice or they're the heartbreak. Like those That's are the two so options. That's so true. That's so true. Which makes a serious relationship that much more risky. Yes. It's a gamble. Oh, man. Boom, Whew. man. Hop down to Vegas for your serious relationship. Ah, that's Putting hilarious. Putting money on black, right? <laughs> so there's, um, yeah, like it. a person who's in a serious relationship is invested, right? Is like more's on the line, right? Yes. Invested, yeah. Huh. I would, mm. I'd guess that, um, hmm. Yes. Go for it. Well, my guess is that people tend to be more con- uh, cautious, but it seems like 
I was just like, that's why I was pausing because I was yeah. like thinking, thinking through. I was just it? like, yeah. that's my initial impulse is people are more cautious, but actually maybe people tend to be more risk taking. Like, uh, like I'd be really curious, like the, the relationship styles of gamblers, for example, mm, that's like, so funny. you know, like, are they, are they psyched about, uh, like high risk, serious relationships oh, and the potential payoff of it? Mm, uh, I would think not because the commitment's involved. And if you're a gambler, then you're more impulsive and like have the quality's closer to someone who's not come at all. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, but maybe it's the ultimate gamble. That's yeah. so funny. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, what was coming to my mind also is this is one of those situations where I do see that uh, non-Christian couples seem to fare better. Really? How so? Because there's something about the way that they engage that like it feels more natural to get serious that is less like weighty so for example if you're having sex if you think it's like not that big of a deal to like live together with someone first people are more willing to like kind of risk it like mm. you're doing it already they're like you're it's like easier to say love you and like figure out what things mean Interesting. um because it's not always necessarily meaning marriage and um, hmm. I think there's less calculation that goes into it. At least wow. what I've seen, like a very generalization, but hmm. um, yeah, I've, I've seen I'm serious relationships happen easier. Maybe there's less complication, less like in my head around like, uh, what does God want me to do? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a layer to what it. Is God telling Even me? though I think that's an extremely important question to ask as we're dating at the same time right like especially yes. in, in the midst of serious relationships but okay can we actually i would love to highlight for a moment this topic because it's very interesting yeah they're like what does god want for me yeah i absolutely believe that god is in communication with us and wants intimacy and like we should like any good friend go to him for counsel when we're yeah. making choices absolutely and the way that God works with most things and uses like practicality and logic and our desires. Mm -hmm. So like if you like someone and they like you and you want to be with them, then like, I think you're good. You know, unless God's like, don't yeah. do which like yeah. God doesn't really do that. Yeah. And I think sometimes okay. I've seen in the Christian culture, like an overemphasis on like, I'm waiting to hear from God. I'm waiting to hear from yeah, God. And yeah. it's like, why? Just like, I don't know, like why, how, how come you can't just rest in the fact that God is within your desires, that God yeah. is within meeting this person, that God is within things going well, that God is within the opportunity already. Like that's part of him speaking. That's, Are you following me? Uh, I'm, I'm following curious you. I'm not sure if I agree with you though. Really? How, yeah. Tell me a um, retort. So, you know, like God is in my desire, for example, like, I just don't know if I agree with that statement as like a truth, right? Like, uh, you know, like scriptures say like the heart, the heart is wicked above all things, right? Like, you know, like there's these, uh, just because we desire something doesn't mean like God's giving a stamp of approval on it. Oh, right. Oh, I agree. I think there's more nuance to that, but I think within yeah, yeah. our desires is often seeds of truth. So even like, there's nothing so, wrong yeah. with a sexual desire like that God gave us that, but it's what you do with it. Yeah. You know, I, and that it's the, what we do with it. That's the part that I think is right for like the discernment process of like seeking the Lord with people and whatever Absolutely. and all of that. And I'm a hundred percent seek yeah. the Lord. Yeah. Good. And have you not, I mean, this just seems like it's not resonating with you. I've met a lot of people who like get stuck 
in and this isn't everyone but like Mm -hmm. i've seen this happen with specific people where like they're stuck in indecision and the they like the excuse is waiting on god and like Um, maybe i'll hear god wrong yeah and i've been that guy before really yeah i've uh i remember dating somebody it was a serious relationship Mm -hmm. and it was like i was just feeling this very strong impulse that i was supposed to like wait on god and ask Mm -hmm. like about this relationship right like um and we had been going well it was just like oh do we step forward with this Mm. took some time to like pray and fast about it and just kind of like a there's like nothing there right like Mm. and i kind of took that as like a bit of a be free you Mm. know like and and at the same time like i uh i'm really glad like i i prioritize asking god about like Mm. like my serious relationship and where it should go and whatever. Right. Like, I think that's just good for any, any Christian couple to, to want to do that and to want to, to want each other to do that. Right. Like, like, Oh yeah. Ask God. Like, you know, like because God has our best interest at heart. Right. Like, yeah. What I hear in your story is a lot of health and discernment and intuition. And I think you're giving an example of what that looks like when it's done well. And I think what I'm pointing to is times that I've seen that where it doesn't seem based in discernment where it seems based in like legalism or this like fear of like going outside of God's will Mm -hmm. or um, like something that ends up paralyzing people rather than a relationship with the Lord that like is dynamic and creates direction and freedom does that make sense the difference there yeah because i actually think this is one thing i've heard a lot that our listeners will really resonate with that Mm. like the overuse sometimes of yeah what we're saying when we're just listening to god that actually might be more in vain huh interesting you know gosh i i i'd be hesitant to like make general like a broad statement yeah things about Mm. this i'd be really interested in like sitting with a person sure and like co-discerning with them you know like what does this look like for you you know what does this mean right so Um, healthy and and i think uh and maybe that that's like a thing like if if we're wondering like hey god like what's what's like your your hope or desire or plan or whatever for for this relationship like it's good to you know wisdoms and the counsel of many right like bring Mm. other people into it and that's good have other people like praying on your behalf and mm-hmm. listening to the Lord on your behalf and, and just like holding it with open hands and in faith and seeing what's there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, um, I know I, I hear your pushback against the like, Oh, I need to ask God, you know, peace. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it can go pretty crazy out of proportion for sure. If people are just like, uh, you know, I need to, yeah. It's the paralyzation that I think is yeah. a key of, is this healthy or not? Yeah. Um, but what I appreciate about our dialogue, if nothing else, is that um, there's so much nuance to things. And like, I don't want to like demonize listening to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and I also want to bring in, like you're saying, the hope for counsel and checking that with other people. Mm-hmm. And like discerning in a way that is bringing you some sense of closeness with God and understanding of the situation. Yes. Yes. And in fact, like I think there have been times where I have 
in, in fact, actively wanted to not ask God. Mm. Right? Wow. Because I, I consider this relationship so precious oh. that I'm afraid he might like oh, he'll say invite that. me away from it or something. Wow, right? thanks for sharing that. That's really good. And uh, and it's like all about like, oh, I need to like, uh, you know, I'm afraid of losing this, right? That's and really good. Which embedded in that is like a, a belief, a false belief in who God is. Like mm. that he's just like out to like rob me of rob me of good things that I like. Right. You know, which isn't truly who he is. Honestly. And maybe this is like such a minority, Hmm. but I think that's what I've seen happen to certain people where they do feel like God is like kind of a bully or like an authoritative parent. And so they get worked up in their head and they're listening to God is actually them listening to their anxiety Oh, interesting. And they're making choices. And then that's paralyzing. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. Then it's paralyzing and they don't maybe do things that would be really healthy for them or move forward in relationship because of that anxiety. Yeah. So I think that's what, to clarify what I've seen and what I'm really like trying to highlight that's different than the like, God is so for me. God is two different things in who we're talking about right Right. now. For you, you're, you're referring to people's like projected God image. Yes. That's not actually who, right. who the Lord which is. Which is why your yeah. perspective has been so healthy, which I really appreciate, but I, it was nice to just untangle yes. that difference because yeah. I think for people like, oh, saying the same thing, it sounds like the same, but it can be played out very different depending right. on who do you believe God is? Is God good? Is he for you? Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And can, you, can we trust him? Right. Right? Can we Can we trust him to to interact with us and guide us in the ways that that are good Mm -hmm. right and i think that's what helps us to risk for a serious relationship Hmm. is if we are attuning to the lord yes trusting that god hasn't released us from something for a reason yeah um and to be able to follow a path and like be open-handed and i you know that's why like one of the things that i would hope for for anybody who's like getting into levels of seriousness in a relationship Mm that praying together would be part of that. Mm, yeah. I think it's so beautiful and yeah, intimate. Like, so cool. you know, like dating a person and getting to pray with her. It's just like the best thing. So I, uh, yeah. And there's intimacy there. There's seeking God together. There's yeah. like uh, realizing that there's more to life than this yeah. relationship. And actually right. we have even higher priorities than as, as great as this thing is. Right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, maybe that's like maybe a place that we can encourage people to with this. Like as you're as you're prepping to be in serious relationships, as you're in a serious mm-hmm. relationship, like um, yeah, seek the move forward, seek the Lord. Yeah, all of the above. That's good. Right? I really like that that we landed there, and I think with so many of our topics, there's a lot more that we could have covered with being in serious relationships and i'll say two things for listeners one i love the feedback that we get on how uh, we are starting conversations that's always been one of the goals is you know to disseminate wisdom and normalize things also to start dialogue within communities yeah um so we're not the end of the road here like we're kind of just opening things up and Uh then the second invitation of like if there's something you want to know more about email us facebook us yeah like it's that feedback is really valuable and we'll love to, you know, talk more about the things that are coming up as people have yeah, questions. Yeah. We'd love that. Cool. So, and if you've liked this episode, then 
uh, share it with somebody that you love. Yeah. Uh, and if anybody who you know is in a serious relationship, they're looking for wisdom and how to do that in God honoring ways. Like mm-hmm. we hope that this serves people. Right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think there's a lot of grace within that message of like just landing in that God is good mm-hmm. and that there's a lot, you know, to hold intention as you get more serious in relationship with all the areas of our lives, our spirituality, our sexuality, our finances, yeah. you know, so many things, uh-huh. our emotions. And um, I like even more reason to be dependent on the Lord and walk with him, with yes. him in it. Yes, absolutely. Well, Candice, thanks for talking with me yeah, today. Yeah, thanks, Matt. It's a pleasure. Yeah, yeah. And um, thank you very much to our wonderful sound editor, Brad. Thanks, Brad. What a man. Love him. All right. um, Have a good day, morning, night, whenever you're listening to this right now. (laughs) Hope it's great. Take care, everybody. Bye.